not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Welcome to what's it's set to be a brilliant episode of the view from the ninian as we dissect all things cardiff city after a inevitable 2-0 loss in the derby to our friends from down west joining me as always is ben price tom phillips ben price you have beans or peas on your ankle peas isn't it no it's frozen beans frozen frozen beans i thought you said beans (laughs) uh explain to listeners what you've done i've literally just come from goal and the last thing i did as we were finishing the game was roll my ankle I almost did a full Ryan March. Almost the revenge of Ryan Marsh. And Tom, um, you were trying out a new headset, weren't you? Yeah, it was shit, though. So I've just got a pair of iPhone headphones again. So there we go. So you, professionalism is always key here at View from the <laughs> Ninian. Um, I mean, let's not mess hey, I'm around. I'm injured and I fucking turned up. Where were you last week, son? Where were you? I was, I was on holiday. <laughs> I was on holiday. I, I haven't had a holiday since January. All right. Got a problem with that? I went to Corfu for anyone who's interested. Lovely. A uh, little week in Corfu paid for by your Kofi donations. Um, I I that, yeah, I heard that was mentioned on the pod. Um, it I wasn't. It was paid out of my own money. So, uh, Dora's money. Um, if she listened, she needs to know. Um, right. Moving swiftly on to the one game to talk about. Um, I don't think any of us really want to talk about it, but we should give it some effort. Um, obviously, yesterday, Sunday, was the South Wales derby. A 2-0 loss at the Liberty Stadium, or the Swancom, I believe some of their fans call it, because it's the Swansea.com stadium. Um, ben, Robinson is a dickhead. He's Discuss. A Just a flat-out dickhead, isn't he? There's no excuse in it. It's, dro- it's driven me mad that people on Twitter are trying to say, oh, but it's a yellow at most. He's throwing the ball in the bloke's face for no reason whatsoever. He lost his head. It's a red card. There's no. I don't see any arguments that can convince me otherwise. Yeah, the only thing I'm reminded of um, is when Steve McPhail got sent off against Stoke for slapping a player and Dave Jones said, well, if he's getting sent off for slapping a player, I wish he would have punched him. The only thing I can say about Callum Robertson is I wish he'd thrown it harder or actually done something that was worthy of a red card. Because, yes, it is a red card, but it's soft because he just threw the ball at his face. But that's what everyone was saying. Everyone's like, oh, but he didn't throw it that hard. Well, that's on him. But if he's going to throw throw it harder... He needs to break Cavango's nose at, at least, to be honest, if he's going to do it to make it worth getting a red card for. Uh, Tom, it was cute from Cabango, wasn't it? Um, you just barge him a little bit in the back and it, he did enough, didn't he, to wind up Robinson? Yeah. And he, he didn't look blatant at first glance. It's only when he watched the replay, you realise the force that he kind of runs into him. But that sums up Swansea's shithousery throughout the game. They took it to that level that wasn't really punishable. They, they, got, they got riled up, but they were disciplined when they did it. Whereas yeah. was a little bit more sporadic. And it's great, like before the game, you could see Robinson was up for it, you know, in, in the warm-up. You know, he'd given it all the talk going into the game, you know, that he lives for derby games like this. And you could see why he's do, doing it, right? He's trying to ingratiate the fans. I get it. And the only thing I tried to look at it, and I was like, I wonder if he tried to dummy the little throw at him, but he was so he was close. So close. His face. <laughs> but I, I don't think so. I think no. he just flattered through it in his, in his mush. But... Yeah. But it's pathetic, really, isn't it? And like, we just seven. We were. This is this is the problem now, right? Where I we had I a brilliant going, opening two minutes, didn't we? Sick. I'm telling people. I tell you what, we were good for six and a half minutes. Is that what it's, it's become now? It, yeah. That's what it. But that's what it sounds. It sounds mental. But we. Gen, um, my mate's a Swansea fan. I play football just now, and I said exactly the same. And he said the same. He was like, 
that those first six minutes I was getting worried because you look the better side. And he's as stupid as that sounds because it's six minutes. But he's like the first 15 minutes in a derby are always really yeah. important. And yeah. within seven within seven minutes, that's turned around to 83 minutes of you trying to defend for your lives. It's just what? nonsense from him. And it's just it's shitty Instagram as well, just sort of half-assed written by, clearly by written by someone in the media team. It's just, yeah, he's really, really let the club down there. Yeah, and I think... Ben, as we as we talked about, from that moment on, it was inevitable, wasn't it? Um, it was it was amazing, really, that we kind of out, we lasted as long as we did without really conceding, without really Swansea having too many chances. But it was only ever going to go one way after that, wasn't it? I felt I really feared the worst because you think back to the QPR game and how poor we were when that red card happened, um, and we just instantly looked like we gave up. We were very defensive, and sort of I think the main onus was not to let Swansea score, but. Our heads didn't drop. It felt like there was still a chance for a while. Yeah. I mean, you look at like Sang and his sort of impressive outing and a lot of players did really well. So it's, I'm really frustrated with the results of how it happened, but performance wise, there's not a, it sounds really weird because we had like 2% possession, like seven passes, but I'm not massively outraged with the performance. Tom, do you agree? I thought that, but then I was kind of thinking back at it, and I felt like I saw Obafemi just miss the post about 12 times in that game. I think we were very, very lucky to keep it to two. And I think, yeah, we looked resilient at times, but I still think some of our decision-making when we were down to 10 men was poor. We let them get wide far too easily. They got the ball into the box far too easily. I thought it was poor from Hudson, his substitutions, the fact that he didn't change it up till the second half. I think that's naive. You know, Shea Yojo looked completely lost. And I'm not going to blame him for it. He's just not used to that role. He shouldn't be playing that role. That's the one you sacrifice. You bring Harris on earlier. Yeah. And I think we we just invited more and more pressure on ourselves. And I think, yeah, we were, you know, stoic and stood up for it for a bit. But, you know, you still want a, t- a little bit of endeavour. You still want to try and catch them on the break every now and again. And the fact that Tom Sang's effort from distance was the only time we got a shot from target all game, it's not quite good enough still. And I think the fact that we're saying, oh, that's a pretty good performance. I know it's 10 men, but I, I, it's just what we've become now, isn't it? I think we're we're looking for positives and stuff where we would be massively calling it out if this was a couple of seasons ago. I'm having a look now. The FOTMOB stats have us 84 accurate passes to Swansea's 654. Um, so, Do you I mean, that's it's the biggest difference. No, in- it's. it's- it's not because there was a game a few years ago where Fulham had 990 passes compared to someone's like 150. Because oh. um, yeah, Fulham Fulham just liked to pass it between their defenders, um, so it was it was a bit of a misnomer. Oh, was that the game anyway. where like um, what's his name, the old Jack defender? Oh, what's he called? Alfie Mawson. Mawson, yeah. Wasn't that the game with like 500 touches? Yeah, something. They they it was like him and Tim Ream played it between so themselves 300 ridiculous, times. Ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that says a lot about how we want to talk about the Cardiff game that we're talking about a full of game from <laughs> four years ago that we've just plucked out the air. Um, look, there wasn't many positives um, from the game yesterday, Tom. Uh, the one positive was keep race handball, uh, put him in goals <laughs> if needs be. Um, he hit it really well, beautiful stuff. But also, I think if we can pick out some players who played quite well, we've already talked about Sang. I thought Rolls was all right. I thought O'Dowd had put it about a little bit. But that's the best we can say, isn't it? Yeah, like that—that's the problem, isn't it? Like, 
I don't think anyone can really come out of it with it. With any credit. I, I, I don't think anyone was completely, well, apart from Robinson's hot-headed moment. I think, and Ojo's and, and, and anonymity. Yeah, then Nkonku was a little bit off the boil as well and a bit sporadic, especially for the goal. But, like, it was just a damp squib, wasn't it? Like, I didn't really pay too much attention. I felt like I watched every single second of it without taking any of it in. Like, yeah, it, it's, it was just the game just passed us by, it? didn't it? Like, I think, you know, when when the red card happens, as we said, it, it was inevitable from there, really, what was going to happen. And it's no, you can't really get excited for the game, can you? You can't watch it with any hope. You can't sit there and go, oh, we might get something from this, because we never were. No, and I think that's what's frustrating, is that I think there was, a, like we said it on the pod last week, the pressure was off a little bit. And it, it, everyone was kind of seeing, like, saying the same thing. And I think we were going in there to actually enjoy the occasion for once. And then we ruined it again. And I think that's the most frustrating thing. We didn't have a fair crack at it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great that we were down to 10 men against QPR so we could warm up for 10 men against Swansea. But you know, it's just, I just want to go into Derby and give them a game. Like, I guess I wanted a bit of needle. We wanted big challenges going in, not petulance. And that, yeah. that's the difference, right? You you yeah. put a few big hits in. Look, they look, the. The darling tackle that you put in on Odaude. Yeah. They're going to be replaying that now until the next It's already on their TikTok and all that kind of Exa- stuff. Exactly, right? And I saw we won is a couple of moments like that. And we're just not getting it. I think we're not we're not showing the needle in the right way. We're trying to show passion, but it's backfired on us. And it's just it's just a frustrating affair all around, isn't it? It just kind of sums up our club at the moment, all in the space of 90 <laughs> minutes. We'll we'll get to that in more detail after this, but um Ben, I talking through there, did do you think Hudson got the team selection right? You know, going into a derby and playing people like Ojo, would you not have just played Harris, somebody who's gonna run around and as Tom says, get in people's faces and show a bit of needle? I was really surprised Ojo started. Um I think his hands were tied at fullback. I think Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, yeah, not there. whatever. But yeah. Um the standout one for me definitely was Ojo Stein. Um, he's done nothing this season. He really has been a massive letdown. Between him and Sawyers, um, just I've seen nothing from them to justify either of them starting. They're, they're lucky they make the squad at times. Yeah. And yeah, it's harsh on him because he's not a lone strike and he shouldn't have been playing up top on his own like that. And yeah. no ball was getting to him. But he he was there. He didn't have to play as a striker. He could have dropped into the field and offered us something there. He just went missing, and it was nice in the second half to play with ten men, not nine. <laughs> um, I I mean the only other thing I've written here is that apart from Sung, Allsop, Ross, Dada, everyone else can get in the bin. Um, Are we just going to gloss over the handball with just one mention of it? Oh, I didn't know. I want to go on about it because I thought it was delightful. By all means, like I, I mentioned it. I was going to come back to it later on, but we could talk about it even more. It, I thought it was fucking hilarious. It's the only just, bit of kind of break we had from bit it, of brevity, levity. Yeah, we were hoping it was going to be a draw at that point because you could have t-shirts with it on and everything. It was going to be our new merch range, but how the linesman hasn't I th- the officials. I think it was a red card, but outside of that, I thought they were quite poor, especially the linesman more than the referee, to be honest. Yeah. The amount of stuff he was missing. Like, but that handball is absolutely well, it, it it's felt in line like with the line, though. Talk, obviously, in line with the linesman for that one, but even the red card, Darren Bond was didn't know what had happened and he was looking at his linesman. And it, he had the to fourth call, official that gave it. It was the fourth Whichever it was, he was looking over at the sideline for someone to point because he was just, he didn't know what had happened, even though he was probably looking directly at it. 
That's uh, but the handball, isn't it? Working as a unit, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, why he's not... trying to stick up for them. Yeah, he's not trying to stick up for Sorry, him. Sorry, uh, but... yeah, I'll back down. My bad. Carry on. But yeah, the handball was. <sighs> As you say, the linesman is looking directly at it. It's not even subtle. Like, it was oh, obvious in real time. It's a proper Superman pose punch. <laughs> yeah. It's outstanding. I th- I, the and you can see thing- his reaction as well. He looks over at the... Re- he's, like, looking at the referee, like, oh, oh. He, he must not be able to believe he got away with that. Because no. I think the only way we got rid of that was because it was so blatant. The linesman's gone, nah, I'm hallucinating. He definitely didn't just do yeah, that. There's no way you would have done <laughs> There's no, no way, way he's just played. done that. Hide in plain sight. Yeah, but I, even like the, the movement on the ball didn't look like a header. Like it kind of spun out a little bit, and like I, I still can't believe it. Like in play, real time, you can see him lift his hand and put it by his head and punch it. It reminded me of Paul Mullins in the playoffs last year, where he just put his hand in front of his head and punched it in. Like he didn't really even need to do it. It's like, do you remember Paul Scholes? Yeah, this is niche this is poor score against Lazio and like I think it was like the two year 2000 oh I know the one where he just he yeah. just runs up for no reason just like volleyball he got set off didn't he it was like a yeah. second yellow he got for it it was just needless it was so good but yeah it's just but I think again with that my favorite reaction was on Twitter at full time the referee cost us the game uh we didn't get anything from the ref and I'm like lads come on look we've had some dodgy officiating like those people, it's the worst, softest red card I've ever seen. It wasn't the softest red card we gave, we got last week. Yeah. <laughs> all combined, it was just like that. We were completely outdone by the better team and we had a bit of luck along the way. Because I'm, I'm trying to think of any decision that, like, you know, were we did we not get a foul when we should? There was one foul, I think, where one of their defenders blocked off Nelson in the box, which I thought was a foul. I that's think that's the only. Penalty, I think it's I'm a foul, not... free kick penalty weather, but that's the only thing I can think of that might have gone against us in that game. Yeah, I can't. But everything else was fair, fair cop. You can't complain about that when that handball's not given. It's sort of like, yeah, all right, we'll let that one go because fuck me, we got away with one. And the one thing that sticks out for me is imagine if we got a draw and Kipri's handball would like that. Just oh, we would have made t shirts. Oh, it would have been, actually, I think that would have been funnier than a win. Is yeah. If we'd snuck a one all draw in like the last minute with a shitty goal, it would have been so good. Yeah, it would have been lovely. Like, we're laughing at it now, but if that gets given, it's just another thing we put on top of just stupid, petulant decisions from our team. Yeah. I think it's just, and that's from one of the players who's been better for it. Well, it's our two best players over the last five, six games, Keeper and Robinson, who've let us down. Yeah. And if they're our big game players, if they're not stepping up, then we're in big trouble going forward because we need those to be talisman in our squad. When we've got so many youngsters, so many untried players who've come into our squad. It's a little bit worrying when they're just doing daft things like that when they've been in the game so long. Well, I said Robinson's missing for three games now. Yeah. Basically, he takes us up to the World Cup. He's got oh, two thanks. games, two games back before the World Cup. Yeah, so and like he, it's just like we spent all this money on him. He's missed the penalty by not doing a no look penalty, and now he's been sent off and throwing the ball in someone's face. It's like he's not good value for money. Easy to love him, is he? he He's clearly a player that wants to be loved, wants to be like yeah. the main man. He wants to stand up or whatever. But he's making it difficult. Jesus. Um, the final point I had on this game, Tom, was that it was nice that the club did a lot of social media build-up, a lot of photos of the, you know that nice six-and-a-half-minute video on YouTube where, um, you know, really well-produced videos. I really enjoyed it. But um, should we hope that they never do that again? I feel so sorry for them. Like, I feel really sorry. damned if we don't, didn't Andrew, yeah. But that picture of them all sitting there, in that little cinema room, that's just going to come up every time we play them now. What like, do you reckon they're watching? 
I, I reckon like Paddington 2 or something. <laughs> Great film. Great film. <laughs> I've been told to watch it today, so it's just in my head. But like, I, I, well, looking at how we performed, probably wasn't anything tactical. But I, uh, it's just, I, I do feel sorry for the media team when, when you know, we are calling for it. They did well. We're putting all the highlights up, you know, some of our cracking goals we've had in the past. Well, I saw, I saw I someone, I, the first tweet was from 1962. And I, the first reaction I saw to it was someone quote tweeting it going, fucking hell, clutching at straws here. Why are we going all the way far this far back? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's an obvious pattern here. They're going to start in 1962 and work their way up. Like, like you say, damned if they do, damned if they don't. Like, people are craving something. We give the club, give them something. They go, oh, for fuck's sake, why are we doing this? No, actually, right. We've, I've, me more than anyone on this podcast has given the media team a lot of shit. But other than the photo of them, like, watching the bill, like, doing the meeting, which was going to be memed no matter what. Yeah, yeah. It was set up to be memed. So that was a bit of a short sighted thing. But, Everything else is really good. Like, I can't yeah. fault them for it. They've really made an effort. It's not their fault that the players were shite. The Callum Robinson got sent off after seven minutes. Um, it, it, it's even worse because he was one of the guys they focused around for the build-up. Oh, I know, and he was yeah. the guy doing the build-up and all the press and all oh, this, that, just saying all this, that. And of course, he's the one that gets sent off. And you should go and just... It was just meant to be, wasn't it? It was just meant well, to be. You can't I, had, um, I was messaging a few of the other... Um, uh, Cardiff fans I know and it was um, someone said I said something about the build-up I was like this build-up either means it's going to be a damp squib nil-nil or someone's going to I said Joe Riles because he was the focus of some of it as well or Joe Riles is going to get redded very early on and the game's going to go to shit and obviously you could just replace Riles with Robinson but like it was going to go either way wasn't it it was going to spark us up massively and we were going to you know put in a good performance or it just backfired like that and I don't think you know it's not the club's fault Callum Robinson got sent off but it, it just looks that way it just yeah. doesn't help does it <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is, I, I never put a bet on football now at all. And I for some reason I went, I tell you what, I'm going to put a bet on Callum Robertson to score in both halves. Yeah, so, so it's not yeah, even his fault, it's your fault. It's my fault, yeah. Sorry, yeah. lads. Uh, yeah, the app has gone off my phone again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I mean, there's not really been an overreaction from many Cardiff fans to yesterday's result, has there? So um, I think the next segment of the podcast I titled, What is the Point of Cardiff City? Um <laughs> And it was sparked by a tweet who, Simon Hiscox, uh, Stato1927 on Twitter. Uh, he's been listening to the podcast ever since it kind of started, almost 12 years ago. Um, and he he replied, and he's like your typical steady fan. He'll always have a season ticket. He goes to every game, you know, big, you know, as steady as they come as a Cardiff fan, the, cl- the people that the club rely on. And he says, supporting Cardiff is such an effort. It sucked the life out of me. I'm very sad to say that I'm not sure I care anymore as a season ticket holder. And does that make me a bad person? And Tom, I'll come to you first. Does that make him a bad person? Or does it just make him we- weathered by the situation? No, yeah, it's completely understandable. I think so many people now are going, especially to our home games, you know, out of a sense of duty, not out of a sense of enjoyment. Yeah. And I think, you know, going to a half-empty stadium when you're watching turgid football is hard work. It's expensive. And one thing that's really working against us, I think we brought up while we were watching the game, Ben, is that we're now... The English clubs don't have the same problem as we do, where we are now competing against our national team because yeah. they play in the same stadium with twice as many people in it with better football with better to watch. football. And at the moment, we're going through a cost-of-living crisis. And if you're picking one product over the other, it's going to be Wales all day for a lot of people. And it's, it's in exactly the same stadium. And, you know, yeah. if you're taking kids to that, right, you know, a half-empty stadium, it's really hard to get an atmosphere going, especially when you've got nothing to cheer. And, you know, yeah. we haven't got any identity 
really as a club anymore as well. And you look at, you know, I don't know, some, I'm, I'm going a bit of a run now, but you look at someone like Ipswich, for example, who are in the division below us. They haven't had many great results for the last like 10 years. They're getting a regular 27,000 people there. They, 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 they're kind of buying into what's going on on and off the pitch. And, and then you've got us where nobody knows what's really going on. We haven't had an owner that's turned up for a couple of seasons. We have four years, spoke, I think someone said he hasn't been there since Brighton in the Premier League season, which, which is absolute madness, really. You know, we've got no one, we don't know whether we've got a manager who's a permanent one or not. We don't really know what's going on. And I think at the moment, it's really, really hard to get behind this club. And we've had, you know, so much ripped out of it in the last 10 years as well. And we felt yeah. like we were building something back under Warner and all that's gone again. And it's such a pity because it's really, really hard to get excited to go and well, work Cardiff at the moment. On a more on a more recent scale, it felt like we were building something this summer, right? You know, I, I was thinking earlier to sit, earlier today about how much of a roller coaster this season has been already. It, it, even going back to last season, McCarthy came in, 10 losses in a row, whatever it was, sacked him. Morrison came in again on like a Hudson interim basis. This summer, we got behind Morrison, rebuilt the team. We're like, we're going to change the philosophy of the football team. And within 10 games, he was sacked. So we're already on this roller coaster of getting behind the team. We're building a long-term future. We crashed down because he got sacked. Hudson's in. Hudson started well. And now we come after the Swansea game and we've crashed already. Like, Ben, it's exhausting being a Cardiff fan sometimes, isn't it? It comes back. I think we spoke about it back when the McCarthy issue was there. Um, look, we can bitch and moan and change the managers all we want, but things at this club aren't going to change till the regime changes. Mm. And it's as simple as that. This It's obvious that they've got no plan. They've got no ideas. We haven't heard from them. We've got no manager. We sacked the manager that was quite popular out of the blue with what a five, a, a five paragraph statement at most. Mm-hmm. It's outrageous that they're trying to fucking fleece us for more money because the season tickets have gone up. If, you, if you're not renewing, it's all of these things build up and the lack of communication and leadership from above is really costing this club. And Tom, you mentioned Ipswich just then about like how they're doing now. Ipswich reminds us of exactly who we are at the moment because just before they went down for years they were a club that's directionless with an owner that yeah. wasn't putting any money in Marcus Roberts I think his name is it Marcus? Evans. Marcus Marcus Evans yeah Marcus Evans Marcus I played football with Marcus Roberts so I shouldn't say that um but yeah it's just and then Mick is a manager who was just treading water exactly and they yeah. were going through exactly the same thing and they started they were in and around the playoffs they had like a season in the playoffs then they dropped then they dropped then they dropped, then the owner lost interest, then the fans turned, then they ended up in League One and, and, and still haven't got out. You think about it, how long have they been down now? Five years? Yeah, and that's what worries us about, about our fan base now, really, is that there's a lot of people saying that dropping to League One would be the best thing for us. No, it won't be. It could kill a club. And I think that's what people need to understand is, yeah, it'd be great to go to a new ground, but those grounds are shit. At the end of the day, it's fun for one season, but when you're down there, for 10 years and going to Fleetwood and Accrington and all these places. Yeah, exactly. It's no fun. And I think it's, it's real, real worrying time. I know that a few weeks ago, we do go up and down with this. We're going, oh, we're looking at the playoffs, but like the more and more you look at it, there's, there's a couple of teams below us who will, will go on a bit of a run. They already started to, there's a team with, with games in hand in Coventry. We've got to be very, very careful because we will low key just walk straight into a relegation battle without even noticing. It's, it's even more the teams are below us. Go on, Ben. Sorry, it's even more pertinent in the season because the league's so tight. Yeah. You yeah. can very easily do well, as, like do above sort of what you think of it because every team's going to beat every other team. 
and it's so close. It's very easy to be in a relegation battle this year. You need a plan. You need to understand what's going on. And look, we got excited, and we've we've. I think here we've been quite good at not getting carried away. We've praised the team building, the scouting done by Morrison. I still think it's a good, it's a good summer to bring in seventeen players and not have that many duds. It's a huge, huge achievement. It's more that the issues above haven't been addressed. And yeah. look, I think they've. I think it shows how disillusioned the fans are that there's no protest. Yeah. Well, yeah, but this is what I was thinking about, right? When you watch, you know, everyone's been watching the Wrexham documentary and all that kind of stuff. Like, there, there's something central to Wrexham that they all rally around, isn't there? There's an identity there, which is, it's a one, it's a one, we're, we're a one club city. They're a one club city as well. But they just seem to rally around their club a lot more. And there seems to be the, the, the central thing to it, which is, you know, the turf, whatever it may be, the, the, the identity of the supporters trust and all that kind of stuff. What's our central identity now? What's the thing that we rally around as a football we club? That's where identity. it comes to, Ben. We're, we're, we're fractured as a fan base, which means that there's no one, there's no one unifying voice or one unifying thing that brings us together. We've got, you know, we can say we've got us on on Twitter. There's there's fan forums. There's there's fan groups, whatever it may be. But I don't even know like who's in touch with the owners anymore and what what information is being fed to who. There's no clear pathways of communication, which makes that things like protesting really difficult. Because what are we rallying against? Who are we rallying against? We don't see any fuckers at the club. Well, how do you get in touch with someone at the club? Look, let's go behind the scenes, and you might want to cut this, you might not. But you sent an email a few weeks ago to Mehmet Dalman. He's gone on and done a podcast with another person, and that's fine. In that interview, he gave no straight answers. At one stage, yeah. he started discussing the weather when he was asked a fair question. You've sent an email asking him for an interview. Have you had any response? No, but I mean, I had to guess his email address, so I don't even know if, I, if that's his actual email address. You get a bounce back if it No, you get, I got nothing back. I, got nothing I back. sent a LinkedIn thing to Ken Chu. Similar sort of thing of like asking, it's the one way I knew to get hold of him. Um, can we do this are you up for a chat blank Nothing. you go to the media side of things it's, i'm not ragging on them because they've got a shit job and i guaranteed the not passing up interview request is coming coming from above so i'm not giving them grief at all but if we went to them and asked the club how do we get in touch with them how do we get an interview we're not going to get anything it'll be oh send an email to this address and they'll get back to you yeah they never yeah. will it's and it's not just us they ignored the trust they didn't just ignore the trust they flat out dismissed the, the supporters' trust for yeah. what I thought was a fair sort of criticism. It's the same. They've got a good communication with the supporters, uh, the supporters travel club with like Vince Arm and stuff. But to be honest, I think Vince needs to fucking pull his finger out and start criticizing the club as well because what's going? They can't say that this is all the communication's fine because it's not. We've got no manager, no sense of direction, and where are they? Mehmet Dahl will pop up in a couple of weeks on Talksport because he's got something else to flog. Other than that, we won't hear from him, and it's embarrassing. Like you, um, Russell, we speak about Russell Martin, and sorry to go on a rant, but he spoke about how they do. He went, he was at a fans forum last week. Yeah. When did the club do a fans forum? When did the club do a fans forum? Warnock. Warnock, yeah. And that's when we had identity. That's when things were going well because our identity was a Neil Warnock side. And that's how the club sort of found that a little bit of success because Warnock knew what to do. The club don't have a clue how to build an identity. They've got no sense of how to market the club. They've got nothing about them. We're a nothing club at the moment, and that's a worry. And I don't want to say that because I love this club. I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it. But it's just, yeah. Like, Simon's, like, on Twitter, he's quite level-headed. He's called me out for being sort of hot-headed a few times. He's really good at it. And if he's going, what's the fucking point? It really does make you wonder. 
Well, that's it, right? I think, Tom, you touched upon it. Um, cost of living crisis, choosing Cardiff over Wales, Wales over Cardiff, whatever it may be. Like, it feels like, and I think we may have talked about this before when, under McCarthy, but it feels like more than ever, the club is reaching a reckoning, isn't it? Where you've got an ownership who don't really, it aren't really involved. You don't really see them from day to day. We've got a manager like Mark Hudson who's treading water because he doesn't know what his future is. We've got, what, five games to the World Cup? doesn't feel like it's going to be resolved before that. We've got fans who are turning away from the product we've got you know half empty stadiums we've got things like the, the you know the cost of living crisis it's, it's all creating this perfect storm isn't it where fans could turn away in their droves next season oh 100 percent. and then if they aren't already yeah and the thing is with the world cup as well you've then got a break right where people you know you lose that affiliation with the club for a, for a couple of months as well it's a break going into and, christmas as well which is a exactly. really expensive time and it'd be a really easy time to kind of go oh, i'm not going to come back here but and like ben mentioned russell martin there you know when when it, when they ask him in a, in a press conference what's the difference between the two clubs at the moment and he's pointing out well in the last three games we've played three different managers you know he knows what's going wrong at our club but yeah at their own club we can't sort it out and like we're a laughing stock at the moment. Some Swansea fans have stopped taking the piss out of me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what the fucking hell? Come on, someone. We got barely this. anything on Twitter. We had one or two tweets from Swansea fans. And that's yeah. that I, says I, a lot. I got plenty, but I set the bait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, but like in previous derbies, our account would have been oh, overrun loads. after the game with the fun just has gone, whatever. Yeah. Isn't it for them as well now? Like in a way. It's like kicking a puppy for them, isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. we're def- we're almost defenseless. Oh, God. But it's depressive. And, and we've gone through this before, and this is a sad thing, right? And it shouldn't take... Well, like, I, we've done it at different games, but every time we go into this derby game, it ends up... We end up in this existential crisis straight after it because it just opens up old wounds again, isn't it? We kind of we kind of kid ourselves as a bit of optimism there. We string, like, two or three games together where things are all right. But that's all it is. It's papering over cracks, isn't it? It's just... Uh, you'll have the odd wonder goal, which might cheer us up for a bit, but... It's bad, man. Like, the only reason we go to away games is because it's a crack. It's nothing to do with what you're watching on the field. It's just a day away with your mates. But the football's a distraction, isn't it? Like, in that, you go and, like, the journey there's fun because you drink your beers on the train. The journey yeah. on the pub afterwards is fun. The football is almost like the un- unnecessary bit in the middle that breaks up the day. You're like, sometimes you can do an away day without actually going to the game, and it would probably be better because you're not disappointed by the football. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a tough time at the moment. Like, it'd be really, int- we need to pick up a few results over the next few weeks. Otherwise, I know there's no one protesting at the moment. And I think the board are lucky there's a World Cup in between. But come the new year, I, I think there'd be some very, very angry people who are angry at other things as well. And the club, which is normally a way of escape for people, will be a source of anger. But I think they should be a bit worried there's no protest. I genuinely do. I think it's They just... should be, but they'll, be, they'll see it as a plus because they're like, oh, it's quiet. Yeah, but I but think you're right. Like, you're right. I think Steve Borley's been there long enough. He should be sort of like, I don't know, his power's very, very limited these days. And he's more involved to sort of like the house sports stuff, isn't it? And, yeah. Yeah. And he's doing a great job of that, to be fair. Like the, the youth setup. One it's bonus, really, one good yeah, thing. Yeah. It's one good thing about the club. But if I'm him and I'm looking, like, we've had protests for not having anything to protest before as a club. Mm. It's, we're a passionate bunch. And if we're going, then the club needs to be really concerned because apath- like anger's one thing, apathy's another. If you're angry, yeah. you still care. If you're apathetic, what's the point? That's mm. when you lose people. Yeah, it's a big old stadium to have fucking no one in it. Like, yeah. That, yeah. And it's like, you know, I'd, I'd love to know the stats on like 
are people buying shirts this year? Are people like I, I, you know, on a, on an anecdotal basis? No, 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 you've bought the shirt, Ben, but like Tom, we've talked about it. Like neither of us are inclined to go and buy a new shirt, are we? Because the one, they're fifty five quid, and two, it's like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of wearing the shirt? Like, I'm, I'm I'm fat. I don't look good in it like the footballers do. That's one reason. But um, speak yourself. I look cracking in it. You do actually, to be fair to you, Ben. You do, um, <laughs> Tom. You know, Russell Martin, he put he hit the nail on the head, didn't he, in his interview yesterday? Like he said, I've I've played in this I played Cardiff in this derby, what, three, four times now? Um, I think it's it, that was his third derby, and he's played a different manager basically each time. Um he's summed up what the identity is. He's you know, where our problems are, why we're 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 basically always lurching between crisis to crisis. Like, what needs to change ultimately? Ben's talked about regime change. Is that the thing that's going to galvanize this club? Is there anything else that can happen to bring fans around? Like I'm I'm struggling to see a way out of this other than a clean break from the ownership. It seems like this is the only logical thing that will help it, right? Like the one of the biggest cheers we had this season was when Warner came out halftime at QPR. <laughs> like it's just you know come back, it, Uncle Neil. Yeah. It's just it's it's gotta be, isn't it? I think. I, I, we've tried things and we've had different types of managers and stuff like that. We've we've lacked continuity. And, you know, we, we used to be complaining when we were finishing, like, just on the outskirts of the playoffs. Now, we're, we're if we're top half, we're over the moon. And I think that's the problem now. That ambition is completely gone. I think there was always that little bit of hope there'd be a bit of investment into the squad. And look, yeah, we brought in a lot of players. But to be honest with you, we only paid for two of them. And one of them was a panic because we realised... Fucking hell, we're in real, we real big We weren't going to score any goals. So I think fair play to the recruitment team. And I think Steve Morrison, I think history will be kind to him because he did build a squad from absolutely nothing. But you can't keep getting away with that. You can't have that turnover of players, yeah. that lack of plan over and over again without us dropping leagues. And like we've touched on, like the, the lack of communication is so worrying. And we've, we, it needs to be a regime a regime change, but I can't see that happening. We we're a good prospect, like, but I, I wouldn't want to come in to buy us at the moment. We're a good prospect, but ultimately, whoever comes in and buys it is going to have to spend a lot of money on just acquiring the club because of yeah. whatever debt and stuff has accrued by Tan and what's owed to him and all that kind of stuff. But we're, we're a fr- drama as well. Exactly. Got, we can't forget. Like, the stuff we can't do there. anything until the Salah stuff's gone, uh, been and gone, which is rearing its head again, which is another crisis to worry about. But, like, as a football club, we're a white-label football club. We've got a stadium that we own that we can sell the naming rights on. We've got no commercial links to anything other than Tan's businesses and Visit Malaysia, whatever it may be. Um, we're a good prospect, but whoever buys us is going to have to spend two hundred million probably up front. Yeah, who's going to do that in the current crisis, uh, current climate? You know, it's people aren't going out and buying, you know, football clubs willy nilly. And unless we're taken over by a petro state or whatever, like, and I don't want that either. This is the problem no. now, right? We're going to end up a sports weight washing club, aren't we? That's the thing, right? Like, you get taken over by someone, and you're you're instantly worrying that it's some whack job, like. It's a really, really worrying time. Like you ask for another owner, and it could be worse than it is now. And it, it's a tough, it's a tough position to be in. It is a sort of thing of who comes in and takes over a club, isn't it? Because you look at the people that are buying clubs at the moment. It's American groups that that will take as much and not really put any money in, and it's a club that needs money put in, or mm-hmm. it is sort of the rare occasion these oil tycoons and sort of these dodgy, sketchy people that are trying to bring in sports washing that sort of cause more issues you look at Hull they've had they were gloated over this takeover and sort of like I don't think they're owners the most 
legit of guys, shall we say, allegedly. And from there, it's causing more problems off the field and already that goodwill's sort of gone. They've been taken over by... Uh, admittedly, it's not worse than Alam, but it ain't much better. Yeah, well, but- I think... Their new owner doesn't want to call them the Tigers, whatever he does, does he? Like, he doesn't want to change their badge. That was a weird time. But, like, to be honest, the days of, like, steel magnates taking over clubs and local carpet salesmen who've done well for themselves are long gone. There's too well, much money Rex- in football like Wrexham. Wrexham is the prime example of this. They, you know, in order for them to, to, to kind of progress to the next level, which is what they're on, not next level, but evolve from what they were, they had to sell from their fans to two Hollywood fucking moguls. Yeah, and put a TV programme on the back of it. Like, yeah. it's... The game has changed, and the and this is the worry now. Like clubs will be left behind, and a lot a lot more clubs will be dissolved. And it's one of those ones at the moment. I think that's why people aren't protesting as well, right? Because it's better the devil you know, it's, isn't it's it? It's not safe hands, but it's potentially safer hands than what than what we could be in. And it's just a shit place to be as a fan these days. It's it's an awful awful place to be. I tell you who's all also probably in an awful place to be. Mark Hudson. Um, he obviously you know. Promised so much in his first couple of games. Coming up a bit short in the last couple of games, Ben. I mean, obviously, the QPR game, sending off, you can't blame him for that, but we fell apart after that. Uh, the Swansea game, again, sending off, fell apart after that. You can't really blame him. But what the hell's going on with Hudson? He's interim. Is he going to get the job? Like, are the club giving him until the World Cup? There's Again, it's that no communication. There's no clarity. So he must be just treading water at the moment. He's treading water and the players are treading water because they don't know what's going on, do they? How yeah. can you give it all to you, give everything to a bloke that you're not sure if he's going to be here for six months or six days? It's really difficult to sort of find any consistency. Sort of, you like you've got players busting, like they'll try and bust a gut for him, but they've got a new guy coming in they might need to impress as well, and sort of things might step up. It's the unknown on that is such a huge issue, and again, it just calls for the club to say right. They've not even come out and said like Hudson's in charge until the World Cup of it. It's not like they no. put a time frame on anything. They've just gone, Mark Hudson's in charge, foreseeable. And that's pathetic. Like even even Wolves have gone, right, their guys in until 2023. And that's yeah. even that's just because they can't get anyone at the moment. But even still, they're communicating saying this is where we are with it all. Um, it's just, yeah, it's hard to blame Hudson. One, he seems like a nice guy, and I gen- he you could see he was genuinely upset again after the Swans. Oh, game. of course, I, do, I, do, I don't doubt that he cares, and I, I don't I don't want this to be a reflection on him and the criticism of him because I, he's doing the best he can in the circumstances, and in the last two games specifically, he's been let down by one a very bad referee mistake and one by Callum Robinson's mistake, and you can't really recover from those. But it just it it's just it, like you say, Ben, it breeds that uncertainty, doesn't it? It just play. It just plays into that whole just brewing shitstorm of a crisis club, doesn't it? Yeah, a club that's directionless, and it's it's so. We should be really excited. Like Hudson's a club legend. Regardless of what color shirt we were in when he got promoted, he was the first captain to take us to the Premier League. Our first promotion in fifty odd years. He should be like him coming in. Should be like a really really exciting thing. He's a well thought of coach. He knows the club. He knows the area. He, he clearly, loves the club. Clearly cares about it. It should be such a great thing that We should all be bouncing and really excited. There should be a really good atmosphere around the club. And there's not, and it's just really shit because I really want him to do well. Tom, would you, you know, a hand on heart, snap decision, would you give him the job until the end of the season now? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, and I was excited. Look, we were all saying, let's get behind him, right? We started well. We had that initial bounce. You could see the players were behind him. But that bounce can only last as long as 
you know who your manager's going to be, right? He comes in, you perform for him, and then if that's yeah. slowly followed up by an announcement that he's taken over or an end date, you know when you're, you know how long you're playing for him, and that's worn off now. That initial bounce has gone, and I think it'd be risky to go for Hudson. I, you know, he's not a proven manager, and at the moment we've got a lot of new players, you know, who need to gel, and I'm not sure if he's a man for it. I, I, I was saying he, he was a few weeks ago, but. The longer it goes on, I, I don't. We need we need someone else in with a bit more experience, but I can't see that happening. That's that's the worrying thing. When, I was thinking about it yesterday. Like all of a sudden, there's a, a clutch of managers on the market who'd be ideal for this kind of job. You've got people like Neil Critchley, um, who's left filler alongside Gerard. You've got people like Rob Edwards still on the market. You've got Jody Morris, who's being touted for a few other jobs. I mean, why why Ben? Why is it the club? doing anything about it uh, you know it's it's like at this like we said at this stage you either give it to Hudson to at least the World Cup and just put any speculation to bed yeah. or you start actually trying to hire someone because they don't know what they're doing I think it's the long and short isn't it they just don't have a clue what the plan is there's just no just again it's just no direction there's no purpose from them like it's just bizarre just the lack of communication from them is just causing all this problems within the club it makes way too much. The club can go two directions. Like, you, like there's two directions they can go in there. Really, you stick with Hudson. You bring in someone senior around him. You bring in someone like which uh, speaking about Lenny Lawrence, someone like that. Just been there, done that. Oh, and, lovely Lenny Lawrence. But like an advisory role, sort of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Not, not him, but like him. Yeah. But he did like love Lenny Lawrence. Yeah, I. He's a great bloke and did a great job for the club. Um, he he did a great job of Flynn at Newport. Sort of guided him and steered him. Okay, it went sour at the end, but. Something like that just makes too much sense. Like, there's someone like Paul Trollope's not exactly working at the moment. You bring him and sort of advisory's been there, done that sort of another steady coach that sort of being there and knows it. There's options there that you can do that would help the situation. There's bringing another manager and move Hudson back to being a coach, which I think he should still be involved in around the club. If we bring Pop him in as assistant manager. Yeah. Get Rob Edwards in and put him as assistant. He's the perfect man for it. And they're the two, they're the two obvious options they should go. And the club need to come out and say which way they're going because it's just, it's not it's unfair good. on everyone, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's as we said, there's no communication to the fans, so the fans aren't really sure they're going. Hudson's Hudson may have this communication behind closed doors, but because we don't see it, it breeds that uncertainty amongst the fans that is just treading water. I really don't think he does. I, I, I'm not saying that I think he does, I'm just saying there's the there is a distinct possibility that behind the scenes they've gone, you've got until the world cup. I but think because we don't hear about it, Tan, and I think Tan says a lot to him. But I don't think there's much from Dalman or Chu on a daily, weekly, ba- daily or even weekly basis, sort of giving him a sense of security because he's not really suggest. He's quite he keeps his cards quite close to his chest anyway. But there's been nothing from his language when he's sort of spoken that suggests he knows as he he feels like he knows as much as we do as far as it comes of where his job is at. Tom, who are you hiring? I, I think Rob Edwards is the obvious choice. Um, it, but it, like Ben says, it makes too much sense, doesn't it? I think uh, it's, it, that's what it's got to now. Like, And to be honest with you, I think he'd demand more money than we'd be willing to pay him. And I, think, I reckon I reckon we're going to get Alan Kirby in. <laughs> I forgot he was a thing. <laughs> you know, like the old Mick McCarthy from, you know, was it a year and a half ago? We were like, there's no way we're hiring Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy's new Cardiff manager. Ah, for fuck's sake. Um, curbs it is Ben who would you hire it brings it just screams Steve Bruce doesn't it oh, <laughs> oh don't it just screams it. It really... I really like the idea of Critchley coming in 
I think he did a hell of a job. If you look at the job he did with Blackpool, yeah. he did a great job with Blackpool. I think he'd do a wicked job with us. And I think and you think far better player. He he brought the best out of uh, Ryan Wintle, Ryan Wintle, and sort of made him the most underrated player in the championship for a time. Hmm. And it, it would be a great team for him to work for. I think it would be a really, really, again, a really, really sensible appointment. So it's not going to happen. Just... Also, you, you look at what Beale's doing at QPR and you think there may be a little bit of that with someone like Critchley, who's come from Gerard's school of management. But um, I mean, that's very wishful thinking. Um, we but Johnny Owen at the um, at a bar yesterday uh, when we were watching a game and he said he was going to get on the phone to Sean Dyche. So um, I'll see Sorry, what, just, see pick, what just, comes pick, just picking up that name. Yeah, no worries, mate. I dropped it. Sure. Um, <laughs> he, asked me, he asked me my name. I said, it's, it's Ben Johnny. And he went, nice to meet you, Ben. I was like, thanks, Johnny Owen. Um, <laughs> Lovely Johnny Owen. Great. Lovely Johnny. Sweet man, sweet man. Um, right. We had a lot of Twitter questions and a lot of Twitter replies. So I'm going to try and rattle through these as best I can uh, before we talk about the Rotherham game. Uh, John TM Williams, someone's saying Hudson out. Don't forget all the injuries he's having to manage. Poor refereeing decisions with Simpson being sent off and Robinson's moment of madness. Get behind the team and we will get out of this poor run. Only Cardiff, do you think the players after half time were settling for a 1 0 loss, Ben? Tom, no, you were I nodding, so think, I'll go to I just don't think they were lucky to concede. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was hoping to stay solid to the last few minutes and hopefully nick some of the enemies forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bluebird View, when can we expect an update on a new manager? The board, as usual, has kept us fans in the dark about this for weeks. Your guess is as good as ours. Alan Griffiths, well, that red killed it simple. I thought we were doing well for seven minutes till then, and it just ended all hopes. Fair play to them for still trying uh, still try and bar Ojo, who you just can, can't play when you've got 10 men. He's too lazy for that. Clapped the boys when they came off. Uh, off when they came over onto Rotherham. Uh, Yayan is the club slowly dying. Fingers crossed. Um, Mark Blackmore, I think we've reached a point where we need to apply pressure away from the playing side and to those whose decision in the last three or four years have cost the club. It's time for Dalman and Chu to step aside or be removed as they are the ones who should be held accountable. Carl Jones, Tom, what could be done to improve the home atmosphere? At times it's so flat and reflects on the pitch as well. Do they just need to start handing out tickets to people? Something, playing a smaller ground. No, I don't know. Like, it's a tough one because it... I, I, I've got no answers. I, that's the problem now. You can't start a big marketing drive or a new campaign now because nobody's going to buy into it. Like, I don't know. You know, we've tried some things, but if the football's shite and nobody wants to get behind the team because of the owners as well, then we're... I don't know. I, I just am exasperated by it. I've got no answers. I'll shut up. <laughs> All right, I won't ask you any more questions. Uh, Rodri, can't believe how quickly we've gone from a club with a vision for the future to a directionless club. South Wales Derby just confirms it. Need to get a run in together before the World Cup, otherwise it's MK Dons away next season. Hey, if we go to MK Dons, Ben, Max Waters might score. Yeah, for them, because that's where he's going to end up. <laughs> he's going there in January because he's not he's going to squad at the he's moment. He's going to take the Reese Healy route, isn't he? He's going to yeah. go to MK Dons and end up playing for Toulouse somehow. He's going to have a lovely, in two years' time, he's having a lovely time in the south of France. Exactly. Gigsy. <laughs> Are some fans questioning the fact they turned their nose up at the thought of Michael Beale being mentioned when we were looking for a manager before? It's clear that Gerard struggled without him by his side. Will the coaching staff address the team's attacking us down the left? Tom, I thought I thought Michael Beale was relatively well thought of when he was linked with us. I thought most people wanted him. Yeah, I think there was the people who wanted him and the people who had never heard of him. I think that was the split, really. I don't think there was anyone who was actively like turning our nose up at it, because I think we know, we know better than that as a fan base now. You get the odd idiot, but I don't think anyone was turning their nose up, really. 
Uh, none of the idiots listen to our podcast. Everyone listens to our podcast is great. Sam Hill, a club with a plan or a project versus a club with no plan and a project thrown out the window after a few negative results, which happens. We haven't had much luck recently, but no matter how much we all love Huds, he isn't good enough for the job. This season could turn toxic again. James C. Roberts, we all know what went wrong. Think the major for question for me is what's next. Do feel the club is lacking identity again. Russell Martin hit the nail on the head. Last three South Wales derbies, we've had a different manager. Brandon Arthur, a year to the day since McCarthy was sacked. Time flies when you're having fun. Why haven't we improved? Need an experienced manager in ASAP. Paul Walsh, that was the most spirited performance I've seen from us down that way for a long time. Was always going to be a big ask with 10 men. I think we could have given the game if we had a full compliment. On another note, my mixed meat and chips was God made God awful with barbecue sauce. Ben, do you want to apologise to him? No, lies. Apologise to Paul. <laughs> no. You picked bad barbecue sauce then. because And did you add ketchup as well? It's not just barbecue, it's the ketchup as well. You like, didn't add ketchup. You have to add ketchup as well. Ketchup and barbecue sauce, yeah. Oh, that's wrong sauce. oh, I thought it was just barbecue sauce, Ben. See, your oh. instructions weren't clear. Paul, next time it's barbecue sauce and ketchup. And what what barbecue sauce do you recommend, Ben? Um, whatever they've got in the kebab house, to be honest. I, I'm normally too pissed to notice. I don't really go there and ask what brand. <laughs> <laughs> K49745. I won't be able to give Callum Robinson for that one. Let the whole club down after giving it the big one in the press mid- midweek. Also, the club should be liquidated for completing less passes in the match than Matt Grimes. Um, <laughs> Will Davis actually look forward to testing ourselves with the new squad against this Swansea side so we compare it to last season. Before the red card, we were on top and looked up for it. That Swansea side was not great and it could have been a proper game if not for Robinson. Jack Fuller, cook anything nice in your air fryer. I had chicken goujons for lunch. They were cooked in the air fryer, done in 10 minutes instead of the 20 minutes in the oven. So save myself some money in the process as well, lads. Think about that. What's the best uh, you cooked in it? I mainly just cook like frozen chicken. Because <laughs> 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 I've been on holiday as well. I haven't really had much time to play with it. So um, uh, this week I'll, I'll report back for the next week. I'll make like a banana bread in it or something egg. like that. Egg. Oh, yeah, eggs. I need to do egg. I need to do egg in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake, where's the Premier League money gone? Considering we've had two years in the Premier League in the last decade and therefore years of Premier parachute payments also. Tom, where would the Premier League money be? We spent it already, haven't we? We, we? I think we mortgaged it before we even went down, like Barcelona have done with all their stuff. Oh, yeah. The, we were never going to reinvest it, were we? <laughs> That's the thing. But, yeah. I, yeah, God knows where. <laughs> Yeah, you're really running out of them. Um, I've done my energy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, good. Don't worry. Working through it. We're going quick. <laughs> Josh Morrill. Love Joe Rawls for what he's done for the club over the years, but I do not think we'll improve as a football team with him in the team. Grimes makes him look like a Wally time and time again. Um, ben, this one's for you. Amity, you fool. What's the what's your guy's favourite episode of The Simpsons? Surely a better conversation topic than another Derby defeat. My favourite episode of The Simpsons is two. There's one where Homer joins the Navy Reserves. Um, yes. And Bart gets his ear pierced. Um, I almost I watched that once after having a hernia operation, almost split my stitches laughing. And then um, Homer at the Bat is a great episode and you only die twice. Ben? Uh, the one where Homer thinks Bart's gay and takes him to a gay <laughs> steel mill is top, top tier. John Walters um, uh, guest starring. Oh, it's Zap. Such, a good, Zap. such a good episode, that. <laughs> and oh, what's the other one I was thinking of? The baseball one is classic. Yeah, it's a great one. Softball, softball. Tom? Uh, the monorail one. I just, oh, uh, classic. Just, it's a classic, but I just absolutely love it. Uh, Oliver Reese, it was horrible being in that away end. They kept behind their team from start to finish. Their team game performance to be proud of. You just think, what if with regards to that red card? Thought San had a good game given the circumstances. Is this it for Hudson as gaffer? Um, I think this is from a Swansea fan, so I won't read that out. Uh, Evan Williams, they showed bollocks. They did indeed. 
Golf Dweeb says definitely not a red. Ridiculous. Nathan LCCFC under Morrison at the start of the season. It seemed like we had a plan. It all seems a bit directionless now. Seems like the club hope Hudson is the long term solution. Who knows if he is? Is hiring yet another manager the solution? I have no idea. Lee Spear. Following Robertson's red today, what's the one thing you've never been able to give, forgive a player for, even if you love them? Um, his example was Ernie missing the sitter at Wembley. Tim Wegner said Kenny Miller's miss at the end of the Carling Cup final. Anthony Gerrard's uh, penalty miss. Enkelman's blunder in the FA Cup final. Tom, any any players <laughs> you can't forgive for doing anything? All of them. Um, the Ernie one was the first one I came to my head, actually, the Wembley one, because I nearly broke my hand and punched the pool table when lost in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben? Kenny Miller one just stuck out as oh, soon as he said it. The Kenny Miller volley is still just that, yeah, on repeat in my head at the time, just going, what happened? How? I'm trying to think if there's any... I think the Kenny Miller one is 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 the obvious one. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Like, the Kenny Miller one is just clouding my memory. Um, or maybe... Maybe Enkelman in the FA Cup final, but I don't remember the second half of the FA Cup final. Also, such a bad did, you love, did you really love Enkelman? No, but it's, it's it's it was even if you love them. I could I oh, I, sorry, even. I couldn't forgive Umar Nias for being Umar Nias. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love the guy, but I just can't forgive him for existing at this stage. <laughs> well, he um, doesn't anymore, does he? That's part of the problem. He was at Burton last, wasn't he? Um Neil Davis, disparity between the Premier League rules and the rules of the rest of us. No arguing about the red, but the foul given leading up to the fracas was never a free kick. I kind of agree with that. Not looking for excuses, but I think it's another ref blunder. Adam James, Sean Dice, yes or no? Simon Hiscock says yes. Uh, yes or no for Sean Dice? Is he yes for me? Yeah. Yeah, for me. No, because I think it's the same old shit. I'd like a manager, though. So to be honest, I'd yeah. take anyone of this. Yeah, true, yeah. Uh, good. Dan Barnes, I feel what we've lost is the hope, enjoyment and pride. It's not the fans club. Nothing is done for us. We are constantly being lied to. I haven't heard any truth since Tan took over. This club needs an injection of heart. Is there any answer? It's not changing manager every year. Feels like we've lost our identity at this point. Our badges kits don't reflect our history and national pride. What does it take for someone to actually care about the club and the fans? No short term solution for us, I'm afraid. Fucking hell. That is the neatest, succinctest uh, summing up of the Cardiff City situation, isn't it? Should we just leave it there, boys? Just add, just add the pod, End the pod. to that. Just that, 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 that two seconds. Uh, you and Barber, it was nice to see us show some bottle for six minutes until CR acted like a petulant <laughs> child. Then we had no chance to get inside to keep the ball like them. Happy we kept it to two and didn't capitulate. Uh, Matt, Diff MJ, it's sad, but Swansea, the example of having a plan for a board to academy and having a faith in style. Cardiff, the example of the opposite of all, a clueless, impatient board, no style of play or ambition to change. Derby's just remind us of a these differences annually <gasps> oh no i've lost tweets to be honest while, while you're trying to find them again swansea a little bit of a basket case as well and i think that's what yeah. we it, it's just they they have got a plan on the, the field that's exactly they, the basket that's, case that's, but that's they the, that's the one bit that they've nailed but you know they could easily be in the same sort of situation as us if it wasn't for you know them making it work on the pitch at the moment yeah i don't think uh, it's to do with the board that their success is there i think it's like, I don't think the board gave Russell Martin the time because they believed in him. I think the board gave him the time because they couldn't be asked to find a replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, tan out. Uh, right. Still got loads to go. Um, uh, Taylor CCFC, hot dog toppings and sauce, ketchup, onions, mustard, etc. And should we keep an eye out for Liz Truss as a managerial option? Recently come out of the job and is available on the free. No compensation. Good shout. Andrew Cullen, is there a new drinking game to make this fiction more enjoyable? I'll start. Drink every time the commentators mentioned Swansea being the capital football capital of football in South Wales. Um, ben, have you got any drinking game rules for the derby? 
Yeah, just drink till you black out so you can't remember it happened. Good, well done. Tom? I don't think I'm going to beat that, to be fair. <laughs> um, uh, right, these, uh, Wizzy, is discipline an issue with the squad? Same amount of red cards as last season and the season before that, and we're only 16 games in. Three red and 33 yellow cards seems a lot to me. Uh, Ellis Hearn, Ben, so I've had a thought. How about Steven Gerrard for manager? He's done it in Scotland, which I think is a similar level to the championship, and it's a tan kind of appointment. I've come to you, Ben, because I feel like you don't like Steven Gerrard. I detest the bloke. I think he's a shit manager and he's been found out for what he is. Him and Fat Frank can both fuck off. Um, why don't you like Gerard? Are you going to start this? This could this could be an. Oh, yeah, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. <laughs> uh, Beezer, Max Watt is in with the supporters watching the game yesterday. Lee Sanders. Remember that time Mark Delaney ran the length of the pitch to score his only goal for us against Chester? That was nice 35 seconds into the below video he's put. Um, Tom, do you love Mark Delaney because he's from your neck of the woods? Yeah, because he played for Carmarthen Town. Absolutely love the man. Uh, Diff MJ, how gutted were you to see that the ref lost his headband and grey locks? Fuck it, I didn't realise Darren Bond was the guy who had a fucking headband. I commented about him before. I he's felt so hair. bad taking the piss about him having that headband. And then on commentary that's on Sky, they're like, yeah, and you've raised about £2,000 for charity for chopping oh, off. bless him. I'm oh. Going, oh, well, I'm a bastard then, and I... <laughs> Uh, Luke Richards, let's look at the positives. Alsop's distribution was fantastic. Heaven, I haven't, haven't ever seen a keeper look so good at City. Sang had a brilliant game. I would love to see him give a running team. Uh, when I said that we were recording later tonight, please give us nice things to talk about. Yayan just said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Huero says we're going to batter Rotherham on Saturday. Connor Davis, uh, how good are the refs in this league? Um, I'll save this question because this is a funny question. Um, I've got three funny questions to end to try and raise our spirits. Oliver Reese, would you rather have the career of Scott Brown or Celtic one of Mark Noble? Scott Brown all the way. Um, he played for Celtic. Uh, Adam Tibbs, how good would Keeper be at volleyball? And Tom Carter says, do fish know when it's raining? Tom, do fish know when it's raining? Uh, no. No, I'm right. going to go with no on that one. So the last three questions I've saved... Um, what do the pod deem it as an appropriate punishment for Robinson, a weekend away with Die Hunt, or a session at Gary Medine's Fight Club? Mm. Ben, a weekend is, away with Die Hunt? His red card was stupid, rash, and cost us a game, but look, we can't put him through that. It's not fair. All right. Would you would you put him in, into a fight with Gary Medine, Tom? No, I don't think he deserves that either. And for the Die Hunt one, you could be there for a week. I still don't think Die Hunt would get his name right by the end of it either. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Robs. Rob, uh, he's calling Robson the whole time, wasn't he? Yeah, he called him Robert. Uh, James C. Roberts. Uh, this is a good one. You go to Folly Farm tomorrow. They say you can take one animal home, no questions asked. What are you taking and what's their kebab order? Um, I thought about this. I'm taking a giraffe. And oh, I think that's they have, um, Sorry, I got there first, mate. I'm presenter. Um, I reckon they go for a large donner with extra garlic sauce. Tom? Well, I was going to go for a giraffe because... I live in a second floor flat and I'm not allowed a pet in the house. So oh, I can feed through the kitchen window. <laughs> nice. um, and I thought, well, I think they'd be vegetarian, wouldn't they? So I think they'd be a falafel. Um, with falafel some and halloumi. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went on to the Folly Farm website when I saw this question came out. They, they do have giraffes, though. They do have giraffes. But there's two emission, two glaring emissions and the number one option and the correct answer is the red panda. Oh, they're cute as fuck. They're fucking amazing. <laughs> so 100%, I, I am taking home a red panda. And what's their kebab order? Bamboo. Yeah, I think they just eat the sticks, don't they, that the kebabs come on. 
Have you ever heard a red that. panda be called cute as fuck, by the way? Um, <laughs> not a football podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll leave the last question to our good friend, Daniel Morgan. Um, this one is we're going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Uh, would you rather drink a warm pint of piss or have one spoonful of runny poo? Can't be asked to talk about football. So I guess I'll just listen for this answer. I'm going to go with warm pint of piss. Um, if it's my own, if it's my own. Um, that's me putting my stall out there. Tom? Yeah, probably a warm pint of piss again. Ben? Oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> have we broken you? It was, I, did not, I did not know that question was coming. Did you not see it coming? I thought you might have seen on Twitter. Oh, that's class. Um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Fucked. It's just tapped. It's so good. You've got to give us an answer. Oh, warm pint of piss. Hey. I've drunk worse on the Cardiff City Stadium. Hey. I'm no comment. Um, right. Uh, if you want to get involved with all the Twitter nonsense, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. If you give us a question next week, you might heard it read out. Oh, I've got that all wrong. You might hear it read out on the pod. Uh, right. Um, I don't really want to talk about too much more football, but we've got Rotherham on Saturday, boys. Uh, I was going to say, Ben, it's a relegation six pointer, but they're in 12th. Are they? Yeah. I looked at the <laughs> table today. <laughs> 12. Um, I thought they were like towards the. Oh, fucking hell. But then again, there's like three points between top and bottom in there. So there's literally they are three points ahead of us. Um, they have played 12, uh, 15 games, won five. We have also won five. They've drawn six and lost four. We've lost eight. Uh, so we've lost twice as many games as them. Uh, they've just hired Matty Taylor as manager from Exeter. Um, they have Lee Peltier playing for them. Um, that's about all I know about Rotherham. They play at the New York Stadium. Um, Ben. I think Rotherham is about as far from New York as you can get as well, which I quite enjoy. It's probably um, closer to New York. Oh no, it's because no, but I'm just saying, just as far as sort of attitude and looks and everything about it, it's my. It's not like New York. Is well, it? I, I believe they call Rotherham the Brooklyn of the North. Um, <laughs> Tom, you look very excited about this game. I'm just worried. Like these are the games, right? That if we're not getting anything from this, then we are in serious, serious <laughs> trouble. Because we were look, we were saying what four or five games ago, we've got a half-decent run here. Yeah. You know, we got we got that first win, and then when we lost to Coventry, it's unravelled since. So we've gone from being very positive to now going, and shit, if we're losing game, to Rotherham at home, we're, we're done for. The games don't get easier after Rotherham. We've got Watford, who smashed Luton yesterday. Then we've got Sunderland away, who are, you know, they, they could put on a performance if they pull their finger out. Then it's Hull, Sheffield, Stoke, Blackpool, and QPR again. It's obviously the World Cup in the middle of all that but yeah you jump from like November to Crip Boxing Day they're very I'm just saying that Ben are they not the next games yeah all right yeah fair yeah exactly so shut your track my statement um Rotherham at home Ben uh, 13 14,000 people in attendance yeah it feels like that doesn't it it feels very (sighs) ominous yeah it feels very who gives a shit I think as well it'll it'll be a crowd I'll turn very yeah. very quickly i think we're getting to that point now where i think a lot of the good grace that we were getting from the stands and it's not necessarily because of the players or the manager but the frustration of the club in general if we go one nil down early doors i think it's it can be a very very, very very toxic place to be yeah um what's happened since callum robinson come in is that max waters has been relegated to watching the game from the stands with the fans tom with robinson out are we going to see the return of max waters on the bench on saturday onto the bench yeah um yeah and to be Ooh. honest, he's a decent option to have there then, isn't he? Because we haven't got, you know, him and Harris are very different types of player. And I yeah, one's him, got hair, one hasn't. 
Yeah, true. Um, but Atete looks far from the finished article. At the oh, moment. yeah. So um, my observation about Atete was that he runs like a marionette puppet. You know, like a Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his legs don't look like they're being operated by himself. Um, which, and whoever's, uh, yeah, whoever, whoever is controlling him isn't doing very well either. It's not even that. They they work too hard because he constantly looks knackered the second. Like, I don't know how quick he sprints onto the pitch when he's subbed on. He looks <laughs> for the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, God, he's our future. Um, I, I, I hope he does all right. Um, I don't know really what to say about the Rotherham game. Um, let's ask for your predictions. Ben, um, ooh, is Mark Harris going to score a goal? Yeah. Right, no Tom, one else is going to, are they? Are we going to go three games, three reds? No. Ooh. Have we done that before? I don't think. Wow. I, think we'll have four, I think we'll have four reds in three games. No, um, I'm hoping we can keep 11 people on the field. <laughs> I'm trying to... My memory's the very bad at the best of times, so I wouldn't know if you've ever gone three games of red cards. Because I remember, because I'm sure we went like under Malky, we went like a 99 games without a red card, and then we got two in two. Well, the Premier League season in red, we didn't get a penalty until Stoke at home. Kevin McNaughton got knocked out in two games in a row. These are the things I remember. Kevin McNaughton um, was knocked out every game. But I can't remember if we had three red cards. It was or Simon, not in a row. I'm sure it's like Simon Lappin and Andrew Taylor both got. Oh no, Simon Simon Lappin and Craig Noon got sent off in the promotion year after yeah. that, that 99 games. But I don't. Yeah, I can't. Simon think Lappin, the Spanish prince, or whatever his nickname was. <laughs> why, why? Why was he called that? I don't know. Why, why did you sign him? Oh, he was I a Norwich see. with Malky when he, I think. Yeah, he signed him the on a after he played one game and got sent off on loan. It was I was there for that. That was awful. Um, I I think this podcast is coming to a natural conclusion if we're talking about Simon Lappin. <laughs> <laughs> and not just today, just completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It feels just, like at the moment. Yeah, it just feels, <laughs> we, we've wound our way here and I think it's about time that what we, we put ourselves out of our misery and go to bed. Um, if you've stuck with the podcast to this stage and fucking well done he deserve a medal uh, we <laughs> haven't we haven't we gave yeah, up about half an hour ago <laughs> um if you like what we do twitter.com forward slash vft ninian you can follow us there if you like what we do enough to give us some money it's kofi.com forward slash vft ninian all the details can be found on our twitter page um make sure you like and subscribe drop us a review if you feel so inclined we had a nice couple of reviews the last few weeks and we're trying to get to five stars it helps with our seo and all that good stuff um ben How's your ankle? Sore. It's really sore. Um, Tom, how's your enthusiasm for all things Cardiff City? I think my morale is at an all-time low. Good. <laughs> to be honest, this is really zapped my energy. I feel well, better I'm... after this. I've enjoyed it. I've cathartic, see? It is very you. cathartic. Yeah, well, Tom, I don't know. Maybe you can go have a nice cup of Horlicks and go to bed. Yeah, I think that's the plan. And I think that's the plan for all of us. Thanks for joining us once again. And good night from the future. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny I'm